Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to live positively through the many and varied challenges of life. Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish I was like somebody? Well, that's what my what I think about my guest today, the amazing Tony Robleski, a very good friend of mine, probably the third or fourth time I've interviewed him. And sometimes I think, I wish I was Tony Robleski because he's doing a lot of the cool things that I would like to be doing more of. Tony is president of the Mind Capture Group. His message is designed to help people capture more minds and more profits. He is an in-demand speaker. He's given hundreds of presentations in the past decade. He's a strategic business coach, a global event promoter with over 20 years experience in the personal development industry. His second book in the Mind Capture series went number one in three different business categories with Amazon.com and received stunning reviews including mine, from a wide range of leaders in marketing, sales, psychology, academia, and multiple New York Times best-selling authors. Book number four in the series, titled Mind Capture, Leadership Lessons from Ten Trailblazers Who Beat the Odds and Influenced Millions, is being, was released in May of this year. I am going to my post office box every day looking for my copy. Uh, Tony's work has been featured in many various media outlets ranging from Bottom Line Magazine, the Detroit, Detroit Free Press, the Fox TV Network, ooh, wow, cool, ABC, CNN Radio, NPR, and Entrepreneur Magazine Radio. He has also served as a faculty member with both the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and CEO Space International. Welcome to the show, my friend. Tom, I am delighted to be here. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, wow, what an introduction, man. I, I interview folks like yourself that are out there doing great things, and I appreciate that. And uh, hey, you know what? We're going to talk about a lot today. I have uh, adversity as well, so uh, very, very honored to be back on your fine radio show, sir. Now, uh, can we start off with a question that wasn't one of the ones we that you gave me? I want to say that your smile seems to little, be a little bit wider and your work seems to be a little bit better and more energetic since you met the amazing Lacey. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it sexist to say that she's an amazingly beautiful woman and she has really uh, put a little uh, spark in your fire? Well, Tom, for our audience uh, listening or wherever they might be traveling to, absolutely yes. Um, you mentioned a very special woman in my life. Um, named Lacey Mullen, and uh, we've been dating very seriously now for about a year and a half, and, um, you know, very committed to each other, and she also owns a business and is very much into personal development, and uh, we were friends for a couple of years before we started to date, 
and I thank the, the good Lord above um, for meeting her in, in the relationship we have. So, you know what, it, it brings a good point to start with the question is who you associate with is of the utmost importance, Tom. And having right. a healthy, happy relationship um, with a significant other has uh, definitely helped my career. And uh, we may hit on that today. We all have some adversity and setbacks, and I've experienced quite a bit of those the last few years, um, which is a good sort of setup to where we're going to go with the book today. Exactly, exactly, and it's a topic right up my alley as well. So let's start. Uh, we have uh, in this age of questionable behavior by leaders. Look at the FIFA example with all the arrests recently. What did the ten unique leaders? from your book do differently to follow their passion despite the heavy criticism criticism they received to achieve success and positively influence millions of people? Well, I think it's a, a good second question to transition. You know, the book, Tom, is really based on um, what I had to call my best interviews. And similar to you, we, we both meet great people. We're lifelong learners, excuse me. Um, I had to pull, in my opinion, 10 really, really solid interviews from the hundreds that I've done of what I called and deemed trailblazers. And, you know, trailblazers do things very, very different. By definition, they are people that blaze a trail. Or the second definition, if you look it up at home or on Google or Wikipedia, is they're an innovative leader in a field or a pioneer. And the big, really, I would say, standout differentiator that they all have, and we all have this within us. So, Tom? Your audience is a go-getters, they're achievers, they're, they're into personal development, which means they're always growing. They have this too, is they are very, very persistent. <clears throat> now, you and I share a very, very common fandom with a teacher from the past named Napoleon Hill. One of his mm-hmm. biggest teaching principles was the power of persistence. It's all over his writings from the classic Think and Grow Rich to the more recent Outwitting the Devil, but you got to have it. It's a timeless thing, and what was interesting is we dig in more and we, we look at some of the trailblazers in our time together with your global audience. Um, that's the major, major ingredient they all have, and it has to be there. Some may call it a different name. When I interviewed them face-to-face, uh, many of them were done over the phone that we, we pulled the book from, but they were uh, tough people to reach, all with unique stories, Tom. Similar to you and I, we each have unique stories. Everyone listening has a unique story, but... I'm always trying to find progressions. What are the clues of success? As Tony Robbins taught me as a puppy, you know, success leaves clues. Trailblazers leaves clues that we can learn from, even if we're at a high point right now, if we're comfortable right now listening, or if we're in a down point. And you're going to go through that as a human being on this earth, Tom, all of us, at some point, or you might be going through one of those emotions right now. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes people don't see it because they just see the success. And a lot of times the people we interview have the same attitude, the same smile, regardless of what's going on in their life, good or bad. And so it really helps people to understand that uh, when you see them at the end of their success journey or during their success journey, there was a lot that went on before they got there that most people would not have persisted through, especially with all the criticism that they get uh, from their own family and friends. And So extremely important. So this is a fourth book in your series. Look at you. You're, I've got a series going here. So why did you write this specific book and why, most importantly, should people read it? 
Well, it's a twofold, you know, answer there with a two-part question. You know, the the writing for me, I'll be very candid. Um, That's the easiest way to live. The little bonus tip there is to be candid with people. Is It was therapy. You know, coming out of a major life change, a divorce a few years ago with several children involved and, you know, me traveling as a speaker and a writer, Tom, I had my moments of doubt. You know, it's similar to what Napoleon Hill talks about in his great book, Outwitting the Devil. That book touched my soul when I read it right in the middle of my divorce. So it was therapy from the angle that I do reveal in the new book, which you will get if the Canadian Postal Service will let my book get through customs. (laughs) Uh, It will eventually arrive. I know I sent you an electronic copy, Tom, but when you see the physical book, it opens up with really what's been going on the last few years. Not so much about me to go on and on and drone, but it tells the story. I'll reveal some of it to your global audience, but I really encourage them to pick up a copy or a digital copy. And what we've also done, Tom, is made all the interviews available. So when someone reads a book at the end of each chapter, they can go and listen to the entire audio interview with the trailblazer I did. So that's kind of another bonus, kind of skipping ahead there. But the therapy component was, all right, I'm back. I'm in a much healthier position. I feel renewed again, that sort of dark night of the soul or that season of winter as Jim Rohn taught to many of us around the world. I went through a couple years of being in the wintertime, Tom, and I know your story very well. I'm going to give you a quick plug and come back here, but, you know, your story is amazing. I've had you share my stage at my events because you're an inspiration to millions of people, and um, we all have that story. I'm always what I would say as as a storyteller speaker looking for great stories and everyone's got one. They just don't know it. So the book transitions into the meat of the the gist of it and why I wrote it is I'm sitting on all these valuable interviews that I have shared with select group of clients and people throughout the world. I said, look, why don't we put sort of the best 10 that I determine, put them into a book format and then re-energize the message. Get it out via the printed, the spoken word, and really take these these trailblazers, um, because these interviews are gold, Tom. I mean, you do golden interviews Mm. as well, so it's kind of like dual mentorship here, and, you know, kind of my choir's preaching yours for a second. But knowledge is power when accessed and applied. Now, that's a variation of what other teachers have taught me. When it's accessed, you have to be able to find it and know it's there. Then you apply it. So I'm looking at all these archives the last couple of years going, what do we do with them? And one of my coaches on a very casual phone call, uh, and again, there's no accidents. There are daily miracles, or God winks, I call them, suggested kind of offhand, well, why don't you go back through all those interviews and, you know, compile the best of and what type of research, you know, when you go through them, Tony, that they all share to not just repackage it, but re-energize the message so that it helps people that are going through the, really the roller coaster of life. So that's, again, why the book was written. Why people should read it, Tom. Again, you're asking sort of the fox garden the hen house. <laughs> what he thinks, I'll give you my best deep down soul perspective. We all need motivation and positive messages. I will go to my grave, and if people say, well, you're one of those motivational speakers, I say, absolutely. Uh, I'm not... Uh, offended by that. We have a society, Tom, you and I know this, that loves sarcasm. It sells. Being surly, kind of a smart aleck, is in vogue, especially with social media. God only knows with the power of social media where this interview will spread. It will go to places you and I could not have imagined 10 years ago, Tom. 
But there is still that negative perception that, you know what, oh, I already know it all. You're one of those motivational guys. And I say, absolutely, because we all have down days. You know, I'll say some stuff here that's a little out there. Um, You know, pigeons poop on my car, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No one's perfect, Tom. Uh, Everyone's probably a listener and they're going, yeah, I've had setback. It's part of the human experience, Um, the, the drama of life. And at different points, that flame flickers a little lower. And unfortunately, for some people, it goes out and they're walking dead. What I mean by that is they've given up on their dream. They've lost all faith. They've stopped persisting. They let other people around them, like you indicated earlier, family and friends, take them out. They let professionals in the industry talk bad about them or belittle them. Um, I've lived through every one of those things I've just described. Many of us listening, wherever you might be in the world, if it's right now in real time or if you're listening to an audio podcast later or on your iPad or driving, it could be a month from now, you have probably experienced many of those things. So to me, motivation is never out of style. And in a world that's very, very interconnected with lots of negativity, it's needed more than ever. Let me repeat that. Positive motivation is needed more than ever, Tom. Right. (laughs) More than ever. And you're talking to one of the most positive people on the planet, and I need it more than ever because I have a nice sports car and birds love to poop on it. And so, yeah, (laughs) I got those same challenges too. Now, sometimes, Tony, I suck at this because I get so excited about the conversation that it's like minute 44 before I even mention the person's website. So I'm learning as I'm growing. (laughs) And so please give them your webs. And people, like if you're going to buy the book, the best place to buy it is from the author's website. And the author, you often get freebies, signed books, all kinds of nice goodies. So Give them the website, tell them how to buy the book, where to reach you, where you're located. You, you, are, you are brilliant, Tom, and I appreciate you giving me a, a quick minute here for a shameless plug, and I am unabashed about that. Best place to get it, since you asked, is mindcapturebook.com. Let me repeat it, mindcapturebook.com. You will not find it on Amazon. Let me give you a little marketing behind-the-scenes uh, interview here wisdom. We are not making it available except through the site couple reasons for my fellow authors and speakers and other marketers that are all listening. Couple, we're, we're actually looking to make the book available at a later date with maybe a different publisher. I self-published this for many strategic reasons. But you can only get it through us, plus it allows you to get the bonuses that we've made available and access to all the audio interviews that are in each of the end of the chapters. So you can listen to hours of the physical interviews I did many years ago and some that are more recent, Tom. But we send you the physical book. You get a, a digital book. You also get all the audio interviews. And, you know, again, we've made it very, very easy because this is a different type of book launch. And we may look at possibly reissuing the book down the road. I do have some folks, you know, New York publishers that are very interested. So I wanted to get the message out much sooner than later than waiting any longer, Tom. Because people kept asking, I know you're one of them, when's the book coming out? Give me the book. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, we're all busy. We're like, you know, we got to get this thing out. And I was more chomping at the bit the last few months to get it done and release it. But we had to make sure that we had the site and the bonuses ready to go. So that's the best place to get it. Ah, okay. And I even sent you a message earlier today because I thought, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm looking on Amazon. Am I spelling Robleski wrong? Is the title of the book wrong? <laughs> Where the heck is this? What's wrong with Amazon? How come they don't have this book? 
So mindcapturebook.com, mindcapturebook.com. I'm on the site. Ooh, I like it. I like the parallax design. You've got like a gazillion amazing testimonials on there. Again, one day I want to be Tony Robleski when I grow up. And I'm very <laughs> well Thank done. you. So, uh, excellent. Uh, I try not to do any interviews with friends of mine that know Brad Zollis without saying something nice about Brad Zollis. So, I think he's in your book. Can we say something nice about him? You know, we can. And, Tom, thank you. I I appreciate the compliment. And here's what I want to throw out. You know, we jest each other because we've known each other for years as, as colleagues and peers as well. You know, I look at this. Um, I tell people, you, you know, kind of jokingly at first, but be who you are and celebrate that. You know, I conversely look back a few minutes ago and I complimented you because I know many of the challenges you go through that I don't know if I can handle them. So I look at, you go back to the the connection point. Everyone has what I call trailblazer ability, trailblazer skills and gifts. You know, my faith as a believer, you know, my spiritual path, uh, we're all given talents. And I'm amazed at some of the trailblazers, you know, that I get to interview, what they've gone through. But I'm not so much about, hey, let's glorify them. Let's learn from them. I, I ask tough questions, Tom. My interviews, you've heard some of them, and the book goes much more in depth. I don't ask them completely softball questions. And it's not mm-hmm. to trick my guests. It's to say, look, tell me when the chips were down, what would you do next? What was your lowest point? How did you get over it? Because we're all on this different journey, at different progression points, I call it. And I went through the last few years, and I talked about it in depth in the beginning of the book, Dark Nights of the Soul, where I almost walked away from this industry. I'm not embarrassed to say that. It's now in the printed word. But I had to really, really fight doubt and fear and say, what am I doing? Because I had a major upheaval in my personal life. And I said, you know what? Um, you've got to really do some soul searching here. So not only is the book a confession and therapy in the beginning for me, it's also sort of like here's where we go now. And these people have inspired me. When I, they had no idea I was having some of the most difficult times in my own life. These trailblazers also motivated me. So it was very much a beautiful blessing to be interviewing some of these people when I was at the lowest point in my life. They didn't know that, Tom. So. Yeah. It's it's just to physically see the book and how we edited it down and, and the people that graciously gave me their time and then shared their talents, now we multiply and we expand. Like we lit the match. Now we, we burn down the mind or the forest by moving the book around, by doing interviews, by making the books available, the audios. Um, so I know I'm all fired up here, but <laughs> everyone's got these gifts. And Brad Zollis is amazing. Just for the <laughs> He's like a coach, a mentor, a butt kicker, all kinds of things for me, all for free. What a crazy guy. And one of the trailblazers in your book was just announced yesterday as the new head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. Feel bad for the guy, but still good position, Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh, you, you, you opened the door on that. I just texted him. He's one of our trailblazers. We call him the belief trailblazer, Dan Bilesma. He was the former head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And ironically, in the book, uh, we excerpt some highlights, and the audio was available, obviously, the full interview. I, I interviewed him about two months after he won the Stanley Cup as the head coach. 
And then, ironically, again, he was just named yesterday uh, the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. He took a year off. Pittsburgh had let him go. And, you know, he had to do some soul-searching, and he was looking around at opportunities. He was coaching the U.S., I think, junior team as an assistant and helping his, his son's hockey team. But um, Dan is a class act. And that interview, Tom, many people have said to me, that was your best one. Um, I asked some tough questions. We've been friends for many years. He is not surprised, but he's still very much in awe and very grateful and humbled by his success. And he's got a tough road ahead of him. You know, I watched a press conference last night on Sports Illustrated Networks and buffalosabers.com, and he's taken over a very young team. So he went from being king of the hill early on with arguably the top player in the world, Sid the Kid Crosby, to now he's starting with a brand-new team in Buffalo. So um, to catch Dan, interview him, and tape it, and to get his wisdom, um, again, many people have said, Tony, that was your best one. Um, I like to think every guest I interview always leaves a talent, uh, a nugget of wisdom. They're always the best to me. There are certain ones that are favorites, Tom. You and I interview lots of great thought leaders and trailblazers, but you know, it was hard to pick these interviews down to 10. And then Brad Zalas, as you mentioned, is one of our bonus trailblazers. But the Dan interview, uh, Bilesma, to get him right after the Stanley Cup, there are things on there that I, I wouldn't be shocked. An NHL head coach might go, wow, that's really good stuff. <laughs> and I'm a huge Detroit Red Wings fan. So I even joke in the audio interview when people get the book and hear the full interview in its entirety about how I should send the interview to Mike Babcock, who used to be the Detroit Red Wings head coach, my favorite team. And now he went to Toronto. So talk about uh, a small world for us hockey fans. You now get my former head coach. Right, right. And I've been wondering what he's been thinking of. I would have just signed right back with Detroit. But let's see what he can do with the amazing Toronto Maple Leafs or Maple Laughs, as as my wife calls them. Uh, So amazing. So let's get on with this. Now we've bragged about my friend Brad Solis and uh, Dan Bilesma and amazing people in this book. Now you selected a very diverse group of trailblazers. When I'm looking at your website, diverse comes to mind. And ranging from religion, you've got the author of The Shack. Ooh, I love that book. Uh, what else? Sports. You got Dan. You got business and media and big names. How did you choose them? Because you do interview a lot of big names. Well, I think um, what it came down to was let's look at a range of different people. I didn't want to just have only sales experts or marketing experts or head coaches or political figures musicians, um, I wanted to have range to not only show the diversity, but what, regardless of the industry or trailblazer position, can they teach us? So I wanted to expand the reader, uh, he or she who picks up the audio book or they get the physical book or the download, to have them look at other thought leaders, thought leaders, excuse me, aka trailblazers, the wisdom they teach. Also, these are great people that have good, good work out there. Um, you can watch them as a head coach. You can read their other books. You can see them at a book signing. You can watch them on television. I want to get behind their stories, which is very rare to do. Um, I never take for granted an interview. I'm always very grateful, and I thank the Lord above that you know this talent has allowed me to be very persistent to get the best um, out there at this marker in time that I can you know get to have huge audiences, Tom. 
You know, John Stossel, yeah. for example, used to be on 2020 here in the U.S. and around the globe on ABC networks. He's now got a show on Fox called Stossel, which has 10, 12 million viewers per week. That's huge influence with that digital, you know, uh, channel. And that's, you know, to get him was like, holy cow, we got him. You mentioned W.M. Paul Young, who wrote the book The Shack. That's a work of fiction and spirituality. Um, one of the few interviews where I almost wept multiple times. It was yes. the deepest interview I've ever experienced. And it was like he was speaking directly soul to soul. And what a very gentle man. Very kind. Very giving. And the miracle of even getting him, that could almost be a story within itself of how the whole interview came to be. It was weeks in the making. He almost didn't see my email. And I get this email right before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I almost thought in my bed. I'm like, what? He got back to me? And yeah. I think he sold 15, 16 million books. Um, and that's just getting going. And I wouldn't doubt when I interviewed him that that movie, the book will become a movie at some point. The technology now exists with the shack. It's about, you know, God and, you know, forgiveness and dealing with tragedy. But that was another one. I'm like, wow, thank goodness we were taping. <laughs> you know, um, a couple other trailblazers, you know, Sally Hogshead. And again, if people want to check this out, I know we mentioned it, but it's worth repeating. Go to mindcapturebook.com. Again, mindcapturebook.com, you scroll down, you see all their bios, you see who they are, you get a little bit of their personality, um, you know, but you look at like Sally Hogshead, she is really at the top of her game right now. She talks about fascination, she's just hit New York Times bestseller list, um, really one of the out there in the business space trailblazers doing great work and lots of research on, you know, how we leverage our skills and talents. And, you know, another one I mentioned is Dave Linegar. Yeah, I was very, very mm. blessed to have the founder of Remax. Yes, the company with the big balloon, world's largest real estate network, right the forward. And Dave Linegar, I know you guys shared the stage at my event in California a couple of years ago, Tom. Uh, Dave's lucky to be here. He almost died. Yeah. And when yeah. I interviewed him, he talks about his literally back from the dead story. You know, he almost couldn't walk for months on end. And to right. get someone that, you know, has been down that path um, in real estate and, you know, just the setbacks and, and how he's overcome them, I still pinch myself when I do these interviews. I'm like, thank goodness, I love what I do. I do my homework, Tom. Um, I, you know, I, I will say to people, <clears throat> I put in the hours, the flights, the time to get really good at this, but I'm also still learning. There's, there's different people I still want to interview, Tom, that I intend to get. And they're <laughs> even tougher to reach, but I'm very persistent, and uh, I'm not afraid to ask. So I want your audience, if they're listening here, if you're listening, you he or she somewhere in the world, um, you'd be shocked when you ask, what can happen? And many times people don't ask. They just say, oh, I, I, they would never do that. Oh, they're too busy. Oh, I can't do that. What would they think right. of me? I'm not qualified. I haven't written a book. You know, I oh, haven't been on this oh, thing or that. Oh, My gosh. friends would ask. And I just say, you yeah. know what? Screw them. Ask. Get right. forward into progress. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned too. I interviewed Sally myself. That was probably one of the most exciting ones I ever done. She's also a Hall of Fame speaker, an amazingly incredible lady. Uh, and then Dave Linager, his story. When I inter I spoke at the year event, and he was there. But when I interviewed him for my radio show, I was weeping. I was weeping. He shouldn't even be here. It's only because he's right. so darn stubborn and positive that he's here. And he yep. had a good team around him. 
And so, here's I mean, a man that's read Think and Grow Rich. He's read Think and Grow Rich 35 times. Yeah. And those are just, you know, some of the folks. You know, I, I give a few of the more highlight. We interviewed Seth Godin, Brian Tracy, um, you know, Ben Gay III, who really, I think, if there is a dark horse in the book, Ben Gay III will be it. Um, just his, his, his story, I kid you not, a, a little little teaser here. He was directly mentored by Napoleon Hill two years before Hill died. Ben met with right. him, his mentor, over the phone and face-to-face. He hired literally Zig Ziglar to work for him. Him and Zig Ziglar traveled the globe doing speaking dates for years. Uh, you can't make this up. And I've had Ben at my events. I've interviewed him, obviously. But he is sort of the last man standing that can verify what really went down. He was there with the, the old traditional masters as like Earl Nightingale and Zig and Napoleon Hill and William Patrick Penn. I know I'm name dropping here, but the veterans listening will, will shake their head and go, those are some very well-known leaders in the industry. So, you know, I definitely had some different reasons of how I picked the trailblazers. Again, it was not easy, Tom. You know, when you're going through over 100 interviews, you're like, man, where do we start? (laughs) But uh, again, it's a good problem to have. It is a good one. So, again, some shameless promotion. Mindcapturebook.com. Go there. Now, after you go there, Quickly grab a pen, because this next question, you are going to be writing down things. In the book, you reveal seven key characteristics that these trailblazers all have in common. Everybody get your pen and paper ready. All right, go. What are they, and why are these seven characteristics so important? Well, here we go. The seven are this. Um, in no particular order, like one is better than the other, but the first one that I identified was intense curiosity. So the first one is intense curiosity. I'll list them, and if we have time, Tom, I might hit a few of them if you'd like. Please. Um, I got my pen handy. Oh, there you go. So the first one is intense curiosity. The second is persistence. That's come up a lot, but it's important. Persistence. Number three is vision. Number four, they are lifelong learners. Number five, they are problem solvers. Six, they focus on their strengths. And number seven, they have thick skin. So, roll call. And this is just a small preview, folks. You should, should just say and dive into the book. There's a lot more explanation. But these are just a few of the seven key that every one of them possesses. Whether they know it or not, I identify them. The curiosity, number one. Two, persistence. Three, vision. Four, lifelong learners. Five, problem solvers. Six, Focus on strengths and seven thick skin. Nice. Can we talk about thick skin? I like thick skin. Well, it is your show, and uh, I'll let you guide the train, my friend. So you ask about the seventh characteristic, thick skin. This, to me, is very close cousin of persistence. And yes. thick skin is, you know, really immunity in handling criticism properly. Let me repeat that. Immunity or handling criticism properly. Let's face it, every one of these trailblazers, maybe not in the interview I conducted, but the underlying tone was they've all had setback. And when you have setback, it's very easy because we've all had this in our lives is to quit, give up, have our negative self-talk. I call it goal setting in reverse. Doubt is really goal setting in reverse. Um, Turn against us and we start to question who we are and our talents. 
thick skin, the higher you go up as you blaze your own trail. Everyone listening, this is applicable to all of us, and you and myself included, Tom. The more you advance, count on criticism showing up. It's maybe not directed always at you, but it's people talk about you. They might whisper things. They might, when you walk out of the room, laugh. And many times, it's those closest to you. It's sort of the dirty laundry of our industry, personal development, Tom, which you and I are rabid fans, and this is my full-time passion, this industry, that is often not talked about. It's almost like people think, oh, they're just going to ignore the boogeyman in the room, and, you know, because your life is improving and you're going after your dream and your goals that your family and friends are going to line up and just say, yay, and applaud you and throw roses and we support you. Um, sorry, let's stop the press. The opposite happens with a lot of people that are in your circles. Here's why. Not that your family and friends are bad by any means. Their intentions, while meaning to be good, are also very counterproductive in many instances. Not always. I know I'm talking generalization here. But you will find as you move up and you begin to accomplish things, people will get jealous as well. They will not like you changing. They will not understand the growth. You won't understand it either. Let me be very deep here, Tom. Um, as you grow, you'll many times get confused, and you might think, well, maybe I should not do this, or maybe I'm thinking too big. And that's where having thick skin is so important, is to absorb the growing pains. There it is. There are two words that should go very close together, growing pains. It's a two-sided coin. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It also is on the other side of the coin, Tom Cunningham, painful at times. Mm. But the thick skin, the persistence, the, the vision, the, you know, the, the focusing on where you're going, those other components, characteristics I've identified, they set up sort of that secret formula or that recipe to push you on when you feel like quitting. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love having you on my show. I get a, you get all get me all excited, and I'm excited to start <laughs> with. So, pretty cool. Uh, recently, just I think a few weeks ago, there was a lot of the sermon at church was about our instant everything society, short attention spans. If a website doesn't load in like point zero zero three, some silly amount, I think two seconds, people will mm-hmm. stop watching it. Uh, we're into short attention spans. Give it to me now. And so it's almost the reverse of patience, productive habits, daily persistence. Why are those traits so especially even more valuable and necessary now in this instant everything society we're living in? Well, it's a, a very deep question, and I'll, I'll, I'll do my best uh, in respect of time to give some value here for the global audience. To me, Many of the habits that identify we talked about, the patients, you just listed a couple of them, you know, productive habits, you've got to be persistent each day. They're not an easy sell, and here's why. In the world of Amazon, point and click, instant access, texting, Snapchat, social media, our phones, we are spoiled. You know, and some folks listening to this interview, Tom, wherever it may move and flow to pockets of the world we can't even see right now as we tape it live. We don't know where it's going to end up, but many people, I'm going to make a, a bold assumption, have access to a cell phone. They have clothing. They have electricity. And if you've got those basic components in food, 
and you're you know have a good healthy mind if you're listening still and you're you're into personal development um you are far far ahead what happens though is with all this choice and instant everything people just assume uh, most of society well i can hit my goal like in a day or you know what it's going to take me six months and if they don't hit it in six months they quit or if they even get to six months tom they quit a month or two in or an hour or two into trying to go after the goal because they just don't have the patience and it's a very tough sell for those reasons that I've mentioned. But also, people, you know, with social media and their phones can look at others that are successful and just assume, ah, it was easy for them. They didn't have to work hard to get there. They had a, a friend in the business. They're better connected. They're better looking. And what I loved about these interviews in the book, these trailblazers tell me, hey, we didn't have all those advantages. You know, Seth Godin basically came out in one of the interviews and said to me, you know, for five years, he really struggled. You know, he was near bankruptcy. This is one of the top business minds in the world, business bloggers, Seth Godin. It really? That was like almost falling out of my chair. You know, you, you look at, for example, uh, John Stossel had major, major, and still has to this day stuttering problems. And, you know, he's one of the, you know, on television, one of the most notorious news journalists. He's won multiple Emmys. He's been, you know, on the air with some of the biggest names in media. He's interviewed the best. And this is a guy that could have stuttered uncontrollably live. Imagine that for the millions and millions of people. He had to fight that demon, and he still has to fight it. And, you know, everyone's got setbacks. Why I do these interviews is I love what I do, Tom. I love to share knowledge with, with people all over the world. That's my, if someone says, what is your why? Here it is. To share positive information with millions of people per year. You know, what we're doing right now, Tom. When I interview authors, they interview me. I do lots of media appearances, you know, next few weeks with the new book launch. You're one of the first interviews amongst many coming up. But I don't know unless I ask the questions, what makes them tick? And I want to find out not only the good, that to me is easy. I want to dig down below the hood into their mind when that, that moment of doubt almost took them out. And then what do they do? What was the, the bridge over that doubt over to the other side of their mind that got them to what I call the promised land where they persisted and blazed the trail? That to me is where the gold is at, is, is in that, that middle between that bridge. Nice. Man, I love interviewing you. So, uh, because uh, let's say because you and I went around a call, we could probably do a three-day interview. Let's have one or two more <laughs> questions. Uh the one that I think is cool because it is something I hadn't thought of in this concept before. Uh, obviously, you and I are a big believer in the power of positive thinking. I have a PMA tattoo, positive mental attitude. But you yep. combine it with something new, something you describe as option-based thinking. Uh, what do you mean by option-based thinking in combination with a positive mental attitude? Well, PMA is essential, and I think as I've gotten down the road of life more, I've been blessed to have, you know, as we're, we're doing an interview now, I'm 42 years of age. Um, I know people say, don't tell them your age because it, you, you date the interview, but here's the deal. The more we're blessed to live each, you know, chronological year, you get perspective. And I think, you know, looking at my 20s and 30s, you know, looking back in the rear view of life a little bit, I was always like, yeah, we'll figure out a way. You know what? My positive attitude, my goals, they'll push me through. <laughs> what I right. realized 
that's great for a while. However, you're going to hit physical real walls. <laughs> and when those walls appear in your plan or your goals, what are you going to do to move around the wall, climb over the wall, or punch a hole through the wall, or figure out a plan to have someone take you around the wall or build a wall yourself to get over it and jump over right. it? I call that option-based thinking. And it's, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. It's one of our trailblazers. It's, it's a concept I borrowed pieces from who's by the name of Brian Tracy. And people are going, oh, Brian Tracy. And if you don't know who Brian Tracy is, this is a great introduction. Learn his material and listen to the interview. It took me three years to get him on the phone. So, yes, I am persistent. The point being, Tom, is option-based thinking is you sit down with a pad of paper, and Brian calls it mind-storming. We say, right, what are 20 ways that I could find uh, extra money to fund my business or to grow it? And you just let your mind go, and you start, I'm going to do put the music on for 30 minutes. And you might find the first 10 answers you write down, physically write it down. There's kinesthetic proof that when you write it, it anchors in your subconscious. You write it down, then you go, oh, boy, number 11 is really hard. What do I do? And you sit there and you think, well, that's maybe a dumb idea. No, write it down. And if you blast through it and you come up with 30 ideas to finance your business or grow it, then you go back when you're done with that half an hour window or maybe you say, I've only got 15 minutes to do it. You set the parameters. You open your mind. You let the pen capture the ideas. Then you edit it back and go, wow, there's like three or four really good ideas I haven't thought of because you opened your mind to possibility. You didn't shut it down with negative self-talk. As a child would do, you, you thought with no boundaries. And in this option-based thinking, you now have resold yourself that you have more options than you thought. Then you narrow it down to the top three or four, and here's the big step, that you can implement right away. You can take action towards, okay, you know what? I didn't realize that my brother-in-law owns a company. He's gotten a bank loan, for example. I'll give him a call when I hang up you know, with my other appointments this afternoon. You write down, call brother-in-law at 430. That's a first forward momentum action step. Then maybe look at one of your other things you wrote down, your options. You go, all right, here's another really good option. Um, one of my new clients, you know, is, is a bank. Duh. Give them a call. Drop them an email shortly today. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about growing my business. I know that we've just started to work together. Maybe you can help me. Do business with those that you know, like, and trust that also support you. So it's reframing the question. And so many folks, and I've been guilty of these things, that's why I can write and speak on it. I've committed every one of these sins. And we look back and go, well, these trailblazers are different. They, they don't have any problems or sins. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay? So you stop and you go, why am I asking the wrong question? What are my options? I want everyone to write that down. If you're on the treadmill, you're driving your car, you're listening to an airplane flight, you know, this is a powerful question. What are my options? Four, and then you put in what is the challenge or the opportunity. What are my options for growing the business? What are my options for getting out of debt? What are my options for gaining five new clients by the end of next month? And when you do that powerful re-anchoring and they ask the positive question, options will present themselves. Then you narrow it down to three or four and you move on them right away. Right. Nice. I like this option-based thinking, and it gets those 60,000 daily thoughts thinking of the how instead of the how not. And when mm -hmm. you start thinking of, of the how, your brain is going to fire off all kinds of ideas, and sometimes you're going to be like, wow, Ooh, where did that come from? That is possible. I am going to do that. 
And so when you start with those option-based thoughts, uh, you're way, way ahead of those who are starting with the, this can't be done, I can't do it, any of those kind of thinking. So option-based and positive mental attitude. Combine those two and you can eliminate a lot of those 60,000 daily thoughts that are of the negative variety. Yeah, uh, Tom, let me, Tom, let me give you an example. Let me give you a quick example. When I interviewed Dan Bilesone, he's a rookie head coach of Pittsburgh Penguins. He takes over in February of 2009. Penguins are tied for the last playoff spot, eighth position. In the, in the interview, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit what he said, but here was the gist on this thought. He was talking about when he sat down with Sidney Crosby in, in his office. And he said, you know what, I watched Pittsburgh. I was the head coach of their minor league team in Wilkes-Barre before that. And I thought, you know what, not a disrespect to the old coach. This is, I'm just giving listeners some context. But we want to be aggressive in-your-face style hockey. We want to play to our strengths. That was an option he brought in as a rookie head coach in the middle of the season when the Penguins were tanking, was let's go back to what we're really good at so he started to ask better questions. We want to be known as an in-your-face, high-scoring team so that when we enter a building, teams know they better bring their A game because we're going to be on the attack. We're going to be going at them because we've got one, two of the best players in the world, arguably, Sidney Crosby and, and, and Malkin, you know, the Russian player. So they were playing defensive-style hockey. If you look at it in hockey circles, he completely asked, what are the new options we have? Why are we not exercising those? The rest is history. It's been written. They went on and had the most historic run. Um, they won a couple of Game 7 to beat my beloved Red Wings in Detroit in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and no one said they could do it. He did it. And they played very much determined-in-your-face hockey. That was an option he chose to exercise. Instead of focusing on what they weren't good, they said, what are we really, really good at that we are not capitalizing on? They went on the offense, and they won the Stanley Cup. Ah, they did. All right, so to end up this call, because, again, you and I on a call, we could be here till Sunday, and it's True. Friday now. <laughs> uh, let's give people the website other than the book, because we sold that book. If anybody's got this far and they're not buying that book, I'm going to come and kick you in the back pocket, between the pockets. <laughs> so we got them on the book, and they're buying the book. You better buy that book, mindcapturebook.com. But let's get to your mindcapturegroup.com. Uh, while we were talking, or while you were talking, I signed up for your newsletter. Uh, Thank you. I guess people do that as well. So go to tell them Mind Capture Group, some of the other things on there, because that is a great website as well with way more information about you well, and where you are. Tom, I've got to thank you. Let me throw out one other angle that I think could be of value. Um, you and I are big Facebook users and fans. Definitely go over and, and friend request in. Mind Capture is my fan page. So if you're looking up you know, daily updates and nuggets, Mind Capture, you can friend in there. My personal page, please do me a favor if you want to get daily updates and nuggets and actually have a better shot of seeing the post that I put up, of value, um, it's Tony Rubleski. So you go to Facebook, you know, dot com forward slash T Rubleski. And again, if you Google my name, as you get the book, you'll see my name on the cover on the website. Um, make sure you mention you heard the interview with Tom Cunningham or the radio show. Then I can identify you and, and friend you in. Because, you know, the thing is with Facebook, you get so many different requests and you want to make sure that people are the right match for your message. But I put up a lot of stuff each day, as you know, Tom, a, a mind nugget of the day. 
And um, you know, the e-letter, that message of value goes out once a week, so we will not bomb you with emails every day. <laughs> just a preference, an option. But uh, yeah, there's just some different ways you can engage you know, and stay in touch. And you know, I monitor social media. I interact with people, and I just love to keep learning. So Tom, huge thank you. Um, this is I can't believe it's been 45, 50 minutes. This seems like it's been five <laughs> minutes. We're just chatting right. by, a, by a dock, having a drink, you know. Right. Right, and remember, everybody who's listened this far is buying the book. So, <laughs> mindcapturebook.com, uh, mindcapturegroup.com is a great website. Uh, Google Tony's name doesn't have the easiest to spell last name. R U B L E S K I. There you go. Just spelled it for you. Find him. I don't care how you find him. Mind capture book. Mind capture group. Google his name. Uh, but in this uh, day and age and with the challenges people are overcoming, uh, having and overcoming, you really need to uh, know about Tony, know Tony, and read his books. So go to all those websites, but not before you buy the book. Uh, thanks so much, Tony. Always, uh, yeah, we do this at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Now I'm so excited. i got to go sell somebody something or go make a pitch to somebody. i got to go get well, ready. Well, Tom, Tom you, you, know, you, you are definitely welcome, my friend, and thank you. It's always a pleasure. Keep up the great work you're doing, man. Uh, you know, you're a trailblazer, and uh, your reach is far and very, very important. Thank you so much. Again, mindcapturebook.com. Buy it now. Have an amazing day, Tony. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtootall.com for details.